Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and it's another one of our interview shows, and today we'll be talking to Jason Sircone. Jason actually has uh, built a life around podcasting, so uh, we've had a a couple of guests in a row who've gone out and been successful in the world of podcasting. Uh, Jason's got a little bit of a different story, though, where he helps people to kind of build their brand on uh, going on podcasts. So we'll uh, we'll learn a little bit about how he kind of got to that point. So Jason, welcome to the show, my friend. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with you today. I am too. It was a great little uh, pre-interview and uh, got to know you a little bit. And I'm, <laughs> you've got a great story to tell. So let's kick it off with that. Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you uh, get to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, from the entrepreneurial world, I started when I was 13 years old, started with flipping football and baseball cards at local card shows and to my friends at school and realized I had a knack for it. Over the years, tried a lot of different things. And then 2015, I discovered podcasting. And okay. the, the story that I love to tell, and I told you, Jeff, when we were getting to know each other a few moments ago, and back in that time frame, 2015, I was, I was doing some work in the craft beer space. I had started a craft beer advocacy site and was launching an app to help people in Pittsburgh where I'm located, find out about events and happenings and beer releases and all these cool things. And the day I launched the app, some guy started trolling me on Twitter about how horrible of a job I was doing. And I just couldn't figure out what the hell this guy's problem was, but went and looked at his profile to see who he was and what he did and discovered that he hosted a beer podcast. And it just so happened that my friend and I had been kicking around ideas for doing a podcast. We just couldn't land on anything that we really wanted to sink our teeth into. And when I saw this guy had a podcast, I called my friend immediately and said, I've got our idea. We're going to do a beer podcast and we're going to do it better than this guy. (laughs) And that was pretty much the complete scope of our planning. (laughs) we're gonna do a beer podcast let's get some cheap microphones let's get on let's uh, the the first one we recorded was at a noisy bar oh great i didn't i didn't even have a mic stand i shoved my microphone into the protective styrofoam that was in the box that's how i held my microphone in place like it was brutal brutal and I always look back on that story with affection because now I can tell aspiring podcasters. Okay, yeah. first thing, do not start your podcast out of spite. Start yeah. it out of passion. <laughs> but more so, I did a radio show in college and that podcast experience really rekindled my passion for audio mm-hmm. and wanting to be a part of that world. So we ran that show as long as we could and got some great experience, met some phenomenal people. And once we shut that show down, I started another show and very quickly realized that I was really getting into podcasting and really enjoying it. And I could see the Mm -hmm. benefits of it, but I wanted to get better. And instead of just continuing to produce shows, I decided to shut that podcast out and just take some time away to study. Mm -hmm. So I started 
reading books and listening to other podcasts and then watching the news and watching or listening to radio personalities and just getting a feel for how they told stories and how they communicated with their audience through the camera or through the microphone or both. And when I came back into podcasting, it was about a year and a half later. I didn't have any set time frame on when I would make that leap back in, but that was how it all unfolded. And I was much more comfortable with my approach. I had found more confidence in my voice and just continued to develop that over time. And then I had a friend that wanted to start a podcast. He came to me to pick my brain. It ended up turning into a partnership where I helped him launch his show. And then I realized there were probably others that would need that same type of assistance. So I was off to the races. And then over the past couple of years, I've been focused mainly on helping people on the guesting side and leveraging the podcast medium to establish thought leadership and elevate their brands by telling a good story from the guest seat. Hmm. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that. You know, a lot of people, I mean, a, a lot of people use the shotgun approach to, you know, I'm, I've got a book out or I'm trying to promote my podcast. And so I'm just going to get out there and get on every podcast I possibly can. What, yeah. what do you teach people to do from your perspective when it comes to that? Well, the spraying and praying method does not work. It, <laughs> it's very hard to get any type of traction as a podcast guest if you're just going on any show within a hundred mile radius, hmm. because what ends up happening and Jeff is a podcaster, you can probably attest to this. There are so many people that just throw their one sheet or throw a generic email at every possible podcast they can find because they think that's going to work. And the more shows you get on, the more exposure you're getting, right? Hmm. Wrong. Because if <laughs> you're going on podcasts that don't align with your message and they don't serve your objectives, you can't accomplish anything. Your message is going to fall on deaf ears. So if this is, a, and this is always an extreme example that I give, but you can see the gist of it. If you are in the financial space, we'll use that as an example, and you go on a fly fishing podcast because they're willing to have you as a guest, your message is going nowhere because the listeners of that podcast tune in for fly fishing advice or commentary yeah. or whatever you would find on a fly fishing podcast. I've never actually listened to one of those myself, but <laughs> It's hard for your message to resonate with that. (laughs) But it's so hard for your message to resonate with that audience because more than likely if they tune in and say, well, what is this? This isn't what I'm here for. They don't listen. Mm -hmm. So it's not impacting you or anybody. So it's best to do some due diligence and find podcasts that align with your objectives and produce content that are in line with your expertise. So when you go on that show as a guest, your expertise serves the audience that's showing up to listen to it. That's Mm going to serve you in a number of different ways, because not only do you have the benefit of impacting the audience, the likelihood of you connecting and starting to build a relationship with somebody who is in the same arena as you in regards to your expertise and your passion, you're going to give yourself more opportunities for that growth to unfold. Mm -hmm. So taking a minute on the front end, And finding podcasts that align with what you're doing and what you want to accomplish is going to save you a ton of time, a ton of stress, and allow you to be that valuable resource that podcasters need to produce great content. Hmm. Excellent. So, you know, when you're working with a client, how do you prepare them for that process? And then where do you kind of take in or take over? I mean, it really comes down to, for me, I'm big on fundamentals. And that's typically anybody that I'm working with. and people I've worked with in the past, present and future, this is how it goes. We're going to develop your skill set before we ever turn a microphone up because Mm -hmm. it's important to understand 
these ins and outs. And I'm not saying you have to go through boot camp. It's not anything intensive like that, but we're going to work on some of the strategies that you may already have, or I was going to say strategies, skills that you already have. Yeah. And we're going to build upon those and it's going to, we're going to find the best way for you to tell your story. So it resonates with the right audience. Mm-hmm. And that's really the first step, because if you try to fly blind in this respect, it's very hard to get your story across in the right way. Now, the more interviews and more guest appearances you make, the more natural it becomes and the more confident you become in your voice. But those fundamentals, no matter if you're on interview one or interview 100, they're always mm-hmm. going to be in play. They're always going to be your foundation. So doing yeah. that first is where we begin. And then it's taking a look at the right podcasts and I can make calls. I can make connections. I've got people that I, I do this as my, for myself to make connections as well, because if I have someone that aligns with the content of your show, Jeff, now I know you and I can just call you up or send you a message like, Hey Jeff, I've got something that'd be great for your show. And I know what you're looking for. Yeah. It's not a blind outreach, which I feel happens a lot in the podcast space and any podcaster, including yourself, Jeff can attest to this. We get inundated with, Hey, this is the perfect guest for your show, or I'm the perfect (laughs) guest for your show. Not really knowing why, just because you have this list of accolades that you may have had some great accomplishments in your career. And that's great. But I don't know if that necessarily aligns with what I'm trying to develop for my podcast. Mm -hmm. So On my end, as someone that's trying to help a person find the right show, I'm going to do some research to find out how that, you know, how they're developing their content, what type of people they want to talk to, how they're going to get the most out of that guest. So when Mm -hmm. the guest comes in, they can provide the best possible answers and have the best possible conversation because end of the day, it's all about making compelling content. Yeah. So the listener tunes in, they hear that content, they Get, they get on board with what the person's saying. They follow a call to action. And then most importantly, they recommend that podcast to others. So now the podcasters experience growth and more people hear your message. So it's a system and a process that you have to be prepared for. And it's very hard to do that if you try to fly blind. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is having you kind of running that point, you know, position and being able to get out there and get to know the podcast. I mean, you one, you make it easier for us that are doing the shows, but two, you know, you actually can make that person, okay, this is this is what they're looking for. So you really need to adjust. You know, I've had so many professional podcast guests that, you know, come on, it's literally, you know, it, it, luckily I've, I've not had that many of them, but I have a few, you know, you ask a question and it's like they go off into their pre-designed, you know, conversation. It's like, well, you didn't answer the question that I asked you, but thank oh, you. The good, the, the good old stump speech. It's like, well, yeah, exactly. Thank you for the 30 minute tirade about, you know, whatever you're trying to talk about there. But, you know, can you answer my question that I asked? Right. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> we've all, and we've all experienced it. And that's where I feel yeah. that, you know, from the guest side, part of that preparation process is having some conversation starting questions in place that you can provide to the podcaster when they're preparing their show format. Clearly they're trying to build something that's going to cater to the guest's expertise, but allow for natural conversation to break out. Typically, if you're really building a solid show, that's what you're looking for. So if you don't give them that type of information, now the, the host is going to try to do the best with the information they have. Yeah. So you could potentially be missing something there by not giving them some, very 
in-depth conversation starting questions that let you showcase what you're all about and what your expertise is Mm -hmm. but where a lot of podcasters may look or they may look at that and say you know what i'm going to still do this my own way and that's completely fine but Mm -hmm. again at the end of the day what it comes down to is making sure that you're positioning your show to break out into that great compelling conversation because you have to think about your listener experience yeah. When the listener tunes in, they have an expectation. They're looking at your show title. They're looking at your episode description. And if it says we're going to talk about A, B, and C today, you damn well better talk about A, B, and C if you want that person to be fully invested in your show and stay till the end. Mm-hmm. If you deliver on your promise, that's going to captivate that person to where they say, this guest knows their stuff. I'm going to go check out their, I'm going to follow their call to action, go to their website, sign up for their email list, whatever. Mm-hmm. This podcast also delivered on exactly what I'm looking for. I wonder what else is in the catalog. Yeah. Now they're going to start binging and listening through past episodes. And then they turn around and go to work the next day or have a call the next day and say, you know, I was just listening to Just Podcast and he had Jason on and they talked about blah, 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 blah. You should go listen to this. Now you're getting exponential growth. So there's all kinds of wins that can take place if everybody comes together with the same idea of accomplishing good things and making great content. Yeah, that's awesome. So what does a typical engagement look like for you when you when you work with somebody that wants to get on podcasts? It's really starting with why. You know, we'll okay. pull the page from Simon Sinek. It's like, what, why do you want to do this? What do you want to accomplish? We need to understand what the goal is mm-hmm. and then start to build and craft what is going to be the story you tell. Have you had any past podcast interviews that we can listen to and discover if there were some good points, some bad points, a combination of both? Mm-hmm. And then, okay, if the answer is no, that's okay. We're going to start developing the skills now and using your basic speaking skills and seeing how they can translate to podcasting. Yeah. Like I said, developing those fundamental skills and having a strong understanding of what you want to accomplish as the guest and respecting what the podcaster is looking to accomplish as well, mm-hmm. it's going to give you the foundation on which you can continue to build the skill set over time. Yeah. And when I say respect, what I mean is you as a podcaster, Jeff, you have a a goal in mind for what you want to accomplish with your show. Hmm? I am a piece in that puzzle. That's going to help you do that. I'm coming on your show with the expectation of, I want to have that great conversation. I want to bring value to the mic so I can start to build a relationship with you really get the most from this type of networking experience. And when the audience hears my message, if they're in this thought process of I'm looking for a new innovative way to build my brand, podcasting seems like the way to go, but I'm not quite sure how to get started. I just heard this podcast where I heard Jason talk. Let me go Mm -hmm. check out his website. Let me see what he has to offer. So having the understanding of what you want to accomplish, but also what the other person wants to accomplish is really going to give you a leg up because now you come to the podcast with a better mindset and there's much more clarity in regards to what everyone wants to accomplish. Therefore the chemistry is better. The conversation Mm -hmm. is better. And everybody wins when that happens. And that's really what I help people understand on the front end. So that comes from obviously developing the fundamentals as we've discussed, but having some research in place to where we're making sure you understand what the show is about. This is something they talk about often. I like to listen to a couple episodes to learn like your show and your format, Mm -hmm. Jeff, you ask the same questions every episode. Mm -hmm. Some podcasters do that and some podcasters don't. So it's better to know on the front end that this is something you'll be talking about. You can prepare for some of this. 
I do this with my show. I start the, the show with the same question every single time. And I can always tell if anybody's taken a minute to listen to my show. Yeah. Because they're either quick to respond to that or they have to, can you repeat that please? Yeah. Okay. And that's fine. I mean, I don't scold anybody, but it just tells me that they're. <laughs> okay. You really haven't prepared at all for this. <laughs> exactly right. So to really put a bow on that and what I would do any or do with anybody that I'm working with is really giving those, giving them those, those fundamental foundational steps, doing mm -hmm. that first and then setting them up for success. And yeah. Get, when, before they go on the show, they're prepared. They know what the show is all about. And they know what they're going to talk about. Even if they don't get to all of their talking points, at least they have some things in mind they want to make sure they bring up. They're not doing the stump speech. They're mm. not answering a question that wasn't asked to them. But yeah. at the same time, they have more of a clear goal in mind for what they want to accomplish with that conversation. Awesome. So now, do you do any work with them kind of on their back-end offers and everything else? Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. For me podcasting and podcast guesting, it's not just about the interview or the guest appearance. That's mm. obviously a major component. Yeah. But I think in a lot of cases, at least from what I've discovered, many people have it begin and end with that. Mm. And I, I think that's, you're, you're missing a lot of opportunities if you just let it try to or just let it die with the interview being concluded. Mm -hmm. There's so much you can accomplish from those green room conversations like we did. We, we, we started off and had a great conversation before we started recording. Yep. More than likely when we get done, we'll continue that conversation. It's a great way to start building relationships. Mm -hmm. When you start building relationships, it becomes more than just an interview. Now it can become a number of different things. Yeah. Maybe you have the need for an affiliate offer on your show and I've got one and it would be perfect for your audience. Now you're potentially monetizing your show. Hmm. Maybe you need what I'm selling and promoting and you want to be a part of that. Maybe you've got clients or people that you know in your circle that need what I'm promoting. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to find out about those things if I just come on your show and go into strict sales mode. Yeah. Because you're going to now you're going to be pissed off because I'm wasting everybody's time just being a salesperson. Yeah. So you have to be rooted in value with everything you do. And once that interview concludes, that's where the magic happens. Because once you start building that relationship and taking things to the next level, who knows what can happen? No one can predict the future, but at least you're not just letting it fizzle out after you do the podcast interview. So that's really mm -hmm. step one. And if you want to liken this to a job interview or something like that, the job interview is the first step. Mm -hmm. Everything that you want to happen takes place after the interview concludes. Sure. So, well, I mean, we talked about that. The, yeah, the repeat guest. You know, I mean, yeah, there's there, there so many times, I mean, that I hit it off with somebody and I want to have them back, you know, down the road when I, you know, now we've already got a relationship. I know about them, but I now I've got a very specific concept that I want to share with somebody or with the audience that, hey, this is going to be, you know, Jason will be a perfect person to bring back in and talk about this, you know, from that perspective. Yep. yep 100%. It's long term value if you do it right. Yeah. So do you do it on a, is it more on like a, a um, retainer basis or do you do kind of a package deal? How does it work? The program that I've developed is a full year. And okay. the reason why I built it out to be a full year is because what I had learned from the earlier iterations of this program is once you get the training part done, if you're mm. letting people go out on their own, and even if you've helped them get a couple shows done from the initial part of this, those shows may not be live 
hmm. before you're done with the relationship. It takes yeah. time. There are natural bottlenecks built into this because say I find a podcast that I would like to get somebody to be a guest on and I reach out and we, and they're like, yeah, this person looks great. Let's make it happen. I've got openings in next month, hmm. two months. I mean, cause yeah. podcasters and, you know, and I respect this. If podcasters have a, a, there's a little bit of a lag that tells me that they are properly cultivating this content mm-hmm. and they're not just shotgunning it and say, yeah, let's get them on tomorrow and I'll have it out yeah. in two days. Like to me, it's like, Oh man, well, how long are you going to be around? Because nobody can maintain that type of schedule. No, you're going to burn no. out and it's going to die quickly. So I want to find somebody that has a little bit of a process in place. So let's say three weeks is when the interview mm-hmm. takes place. So that's three weeks gone. Once it goes live, it's going to be another four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. Everybody's got a different time window for the release date. So you're, I was looking at the fact that if I'm not keeping people under my umbrella and continuing to build on this process with them, mm. they might be out there on their own, not knowing what to do with that content once it goes live, yeah. not knowing what to fully or how to fully utilize that piece of content and that relationship that they started to build. So I figured a year is a great time to. Yeah, really let this flush out. And then after a year, we can continue if you'd like. If not, that's your call. But I figure I, I look at this thing I and mean, podcasting as a whole. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And I and I felt that a year was the perfect time window to yeah. really. Well, it's enough time that they'll have some content that's out there. Yep. And you're you're building good habits and everything else for them. Uh, so 100%. that they're not getting into the bad habits of, oh, yeah, this person just released the show and. You know, you're you're not doing anything to promote it on your end, and that's that's what I think is the the challenge is yeah. people don't uh, they don't realize okay if I'm going to guest on a show, part of my job is to promote this content. It's not the the podcast promoting them. It's hey, you need to promote the the episode yeah. of the podcast yourself and everything else, and utilize that as a tool. Yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly right because that is now a piece of content that showcases to the world that you truly are an expertise. You yeah. have other like-minded professionals reaching out to you. They want you on their show because you can provide value. Mm-hmm. And this will solidify in the minds of your existing audience and customer base that they've made the right decision in putting their trust in you because mm-hmm. you are continuing to, 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 excuse me, to deliver that same message and that same value. And if you don't let people know that this content exists, it's harder for them to find it. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to have that part of the system in place as well. And, not all podcast guests share content. I know, again, many, many podcasters, this is their biggest frustration. Yeah. Where, I mean, there's a, there, to me, I say it's a two-way street. You've got to mm-hmm. continue that communication piece and keep building on that relationship. Yeah. But I still think it should be boilerplate that a podcast guest does something with this content because it yeah. doesn't just benefit the podcaster. It benefits them as well. Well, of course. I mean, and, and, and if you've done the right thing, and I, I, I agree with where you're going, you're coming from, if you've done the right selection of podcasts that are going to fit, you know, it shouldn't be that your everything is boilerplate that you say. And so now every time, you know, every time I'm on a podcast, it sounds the same. And so nobody wants to listen to it. You know, if you're on the right podcast and you're working with the right podcaster that can actually come in and have a different conversation and you, you're really having a true conversation, then people are going to want to listen to it, you know, multiple times of, Hey, here's, here I'm, you know, I'm sharing my authority, you know, in different areas or different ways. And this person asked me a different question than I normally would have had. Right. That's Pretty awesome. Completely. 
Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, let's uh, transition to the fast five questions. So, well, let's right. start off first um, with you wake up in the morning, business is totally gone, 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live. What are you going to do first? Do I have internet? On my you have internet. Computer? We'll give you that. Okay. I have yeah. internet. Well, thank the Lord, because I've discovered over the years that I can talk a blue streak. Yeah. I'm going to start reconnecting with people that I've built previous relationships with right. and really start to tap into some of the skills, some of, I mean, some, I mean, skills, strategies, things I've done to build relationships in the past. And to me, having those relationships in place, it's perfect for, for when this type of thing comes into your world. Yeah. Now, if this does come into your world, obviously something bad has happened. <laughs> and it might be to your own doing. It might be because of something else. But nevertheless, that's when you can start to rely on the people that you spent time with. You brought value into their world. And now you need a solid. I need mm. a solid. I need yeah. to get things back on track. I've got a little bit of money to get started with. But what can you do to help me? Can mm -hmm. we get on a podcast? I want to tell this story. I want to connect with some people. What can I do to utilize this relationship? And I got your back down the road because once I'm up and running again, I'm going to pay it forward. Yeah, and I'll come it. back to you. Yeah, exactly. I'll come back. Exactly. To but to me, this, everything we do is about building relationships in business, mm -hmm. in life as a whole. And if you do that right, when tragedy strikes, you're going to have people that you can turn to. But if you're constantly thinking about yourself and yourself only, mm -hmm. and you're not bringing value into somebody's world, why would they possibly bend over backwards to help you? They're probably going to be laughing at you and yeah. just throwing the hashtag karma in your face nonstop. So Interesting. I, would I, call, I call that the karma bank. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's you make lots of deposits into it and hopefully you get to withdraw a little bit occasionally. <laughs> I've heard something to that. That's a, oh, is that a Gary V book? I know I read or heard about that somewhere. something very yeah. similar to that, but yeah, I, I claim I it 100% myself. So. <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. You have to yeah. be able to, you just, you have to, it's all about being a good human, right? It's about being mm -hmm. a good member yeah. of your community. And again, if you've got, if, if you do that the right way and you're always willing to help people when they need help, you can always bank on that when you need it in the long run. That's absolutely correct. What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Well, I it's funny. I, I knew that question was coming. I was like, well, the podcast spite story has probably already come up. And I guess I can't really label that as a mistake because look what it did. It got the whole thing started. I mean, here we are. So I guess I can't use that as the story. I, I, I think I would say, honestly, you know, I've been doing the guesting myself and, you know, I, part of me says this was good because now, you know, and mm -hmm. you can teach others. But yeah. I look back on some of the early guest experiences that I had. And I don't think I did a good enough job to spark a good relationship and, mm. and really treat that as a potential business opportunity for myself. Yeah. Not saying I'm going to sell somebody on the spot, but mm. I was, when I look back, not by, not by design, it be, ended up being more of a transaction. Mm. I was happy to share that information and try to reconnect, but there was that time lapse from yeah. when the show got recorded to when it went live that, I missed out on potentially building a relationship and it's hard. I've discovered that it's hard to try to rekindle that. Now with some people yeah. you can, but others have moved on. Mm. And if they also had the transactional mindset, then of course they're not going to re-engage with you. So 
I would say the biggest mistake that I've done is probably cost myself many relationships that I could have had. And mm-hmm. now I put much more focus on that going forward. And like I said, because I've experienced it, now I can help others avoid that as well. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, what's a good book that you would recommend for our audience? A book that I, I'll t- I read this book years ago, and I still find myself coming back to it over and over again, is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. <laughs> Just a phenomenal book. And it's very similar in scope to to some degree to The One Thing, which uh, uh, Jay Keller, Gary Keller, Keller, Jay Papazan, both phenomenal reads. But The Slight Edge has it's about developing that mindset about things can go one way. They can go the other. It's all about your efforts and, and how you really walk that edge. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just that overall mindset of, it's almost like the Henry Ford is like, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, the, one of the big lessons I took from that is the, the compounding of effort. And mm-hmm. if you expect something to happen immediately, it's not going to happen, but you have to make little incremental efforts each and every day and build to something that over time is going to compound into exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And too often with so many things, we're looking for immediate results and immediate feedback and yeah. immediate success that when it doesn't come, we get discouraged and we walk away. Podcasting is a huge example. Average mm-hmm. podcaster gets like seven or eight episodes in. And when they don't have Joe Rogan numbers and they aren't getting the Joe Rogan payday, they don't think it works and they walk away. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that they have no audience yet. They have no real skill set yet. They haven't even gotten their toes wet, let alone mm-hmm. jumped in the pool completely. So you have to think about what you can do each and every day to get a little bit better, develop that skill set, and the Slight Edge does a phenomenal job teaching those lessons. So I highly recommend awesome. that work to anybody. It's awesome. I always loved John Lee Dumas. Uh, I saw him interviewed, and he was talking about you know he said, well you know somebody asked me one time, well what does it take to be a successful podcaster, and what did you do? And he said, mm-hmm. I got up every day for two thousand episodes and did a show every day. Yeah. <laughs> And his and I got is get one percent better every day. Yeah, that's yeah. You can, it really does come down to that because yeah, we, we all know that we I mean, it's anything, anything you've learned in your life, it didn't just come to you. You had to work at it. You know, nobody came out of the womb running marathons. Mm-hmm. You were swaddled in a blanket, and then you developed little skills over time, and that compounds into what you got as an adult if you became a marathon runner. I am not yeah. that guy, but no. many people are, and. Yeah, but it takes unless unless you're, unless you're an Ethiopian and they just seem to like fall out of the womb and start running and never stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> what's a what's a good tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend? I would say I for me Trello is a is a tool that I use for a lot mm-hmm. of different things for organization. I mean from from sales leads and and just tracking how how these conversations go and where it's going next. I, I built a Trello board for that. I use mm. Trello to manage my podcast episodes, when I record, when they're going to go live, what needs edited. If I'm working with anybody that's helping on that front, I can always share that with them so they can mm. have a look at it as well. So we're all staying on the same page. That's a tool that I've been using for a few years now, and I absolutely love it. It's what between that and my Google calendar, I think if I didn't have mm. those two tools in front of me each and every day, I'd be lost. So totally I, agree. Yeah, I mean, we run our them. yeah, we run our whole podcast off of Trello, and you know, it's yeah. it's gotten to the point. I mean, we fine tune that that Trello board now to where it's just absolutely perfect for for you know. And I've got people on three continents that I'm working with yeah. on my show, so 
Yeah, and it's fantastic. that's worked for me. And I've worked when I've worked with others in production back in the day yeah. when I was first getting all of this started. Build a Trello board and have us all connected mm-hmm. to it, so you can see who's upcoming, when this show's going live, everything that you, we need to make it happen. It's it's a very powerful tool. Perfect. Awesome. What uh, what is your definition of freedom? Freedom for me is having that ability to utilize my time the way that I want to. And that might be a little bit of a cliched answer, but at the same time, I I think that's more important than money. Hmm. Money, of course, comes naturally, but when you have that freedom, I shouldn't say money comes naturally. Money's more of the byproduct that comes from what you can do when you have that freedom in your life. You can take a day if you need it hmm. and just black out everything on your calendar. Yeah. Do it. Do you for a day. Watch Netflix. Go golfing. Go have a float at a sensory deprivation thing. I mean, these are all things I do. But hmm. whatever floats your boat, when you have freedom in your life, you can take that and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. And those types of days are so restorative and so important to your long-term success and to keep you from not burning out. If you don't have that in your world, it can become incredibly difficult to maintain balance, levity, and clarity. So for me, it's having the time to be able to dedicate it where I need to and when I want to do it. And sometimes that means, you know what, I'm not doing stuff at the beginning of the day. I'm going to do it towards the end of the day or spend time, you know, from after dinner until 10 o'clock when I go upstairs to go to bed, I might be working my butt off, but I've got the flexibility to do that. Yeah, yeah and that's I, I totally for me agree. when I think about long, you know, you look back on jobs that you may have had in the past and you're there for the time that they're going to say you're here, nine yeah. to five, 10 to six, mm-hmm. whatever. But now you can say that, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable working that. That's what I'm going to do. But maybe I want to take the morning and go play nine holes. That's tip, in the yeah. summertime. I'm in Pittsburgh now. So as we sit and record, I can't do this and it sucks. But in the summertime. I'll do, I'll do that. Like I'll get up and go to the gym. And then on the way home, there's a little nine hole golf course. I'll stop off and play nine holes. There you go. And I'll, I'll come home and it's, you know, and sometimes I structure it to where I'll just take the day. Yeah. I'll just come home and have a glass of bourbon and a cigar on the patio. When I get home, I like this freedom allows this to happen. I'm heading to Pittsburgh. We're going to hang out and and sit out on the back porch there, brother. Let's do it, man. (laughs) You're welcome. Let's let's make this happen. <laughs> well, if uh, someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to connect with you? The best way to get started, go to enhanceyourauthority.com. And okay. when you do that, I, you get access to the free guide that I put together. It's called the Absolute Guide to Authority Enhancement. And it's mm-hmm. really a strategy tips and, and just some basic insight into the world of podcast guesting and how you can use it to establish your authority and become a thought leader in your niche. And Mm -hmm. when you sign up to grab that guide, you also get access to my email community, which every Friday I share training videos and and tips and strategies in that capacity as well. They're available only to my email community. I make them private. And Mm -hmm. once you sign up, you also get redirected to my website where you can connect with me for more. Beautiful. Love it. Well, Jason, thank you for being on. I really appreciate you uh, sharing just phenomenal knowledge. And I mean, I think this is something that most business people, uh, I, I don't think they've thought through that building of a brand and, and authority through using podcasts. You know, it's kind of, I just want to get out there. So I, I love where you're yeah. coming from on that. Thank you for being on and sharing all that with our audience. Uh, you're very welcome, Jeff. Quality over quantity.
Make sure you're finding the right shows and that's going to make all the difference. Love it. Well, folks, uh, as always, shows like this with Jason, uh, certainly reach out to him. All of his information will be down in the show notes. Um, Make sure that you're sitting here and clicking that connect button. Um, Sign up for the show so that you make sure you see these interviews as they come out. And we are launching off with our uh, YouTube channel here in the next couple of weeks. So you'll be able to see some of these interviews, not only in person, but if you want to listen to them online or you can watch them in person, whatever you prefer, we'll have it out there and we'll have some little snippets from behind the scenes sometimes. So thanks a lot. We'll see you back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.